Good morning, church. How you doing today? Y'all doing good today? Let's give God a great big hand this morning. Come on. I'm excited about Jesus. I don't know about you. Come on. Wow. And um, wow. Uh, for those of you that are just listening to this and you didn't participate in the, in the worship time today, um, I'm just telling you, uh, the people here in at Bridge City Church, the White Oak Campus, just like prayed a really dangerous prayer. Like, God, do whatever you want to. How many of y'all, how many of y'all prayed that prayer today? Everybody, how many of y'all said that? I just want to let you know, God is going to collect. Come on. And um, that is a very, very dangerous prayer. And if you offer God, if you say you have access to everything, you've got to be pre- prepared to give him everything. And I want to let you know, that is a great joy. That is not a sacrifice. It's a great joy. And it's a great privilege. And, um, and that's, what, that's what being a follower of Jesus is really all about. It's, really, it's, just, it, it, it's a great joy. Um, uh, it was last week I was, at, um, I was at the Pitt football game, and there's a, there's a couple that sits behind us, and I know them. I talk to them all the time. And I said to him, I said, if, you, if you'll watch our church service online, his wife watches religiously all the time. I said, if you'll watch online just, just once, I said, I'll buy you whatever you want in the whole stadium. And I'm thinking, like, I'll buy you, like, any food item. <laughs> and my wife is, is there, and she said, you'll buy him anything. She said, like, any jersey or any item in the whole stadium? They have jerseys there for $250. I'm like, baby, no, I didn't mean anything. I meant food. And she said, no, you said anything. She said, I'm like, are you, whose side are you on? I'm like, <laughs> uh, like, yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah. She's like, you said anything. You can get anything you want. He goes, I'm going to get anything I want. Get the most expensive thing. And I'm going to be honest with you. In that moment, like I had in my mind, I had potato patch fries, like ten fifty. But then when it went up to like over $200, I'm going to be honest, I went, oh. I'm like, it's not worth that much. And then I really did. I felt like God stopped me and say, you said anything. God said, yeah, I mean, literally God, God stopped me and said, you said anything. And I'm like, oh, I did. And I did it of my own free will. And so I, I, I haven't seen him yet. Maybe, maybe he watched online, but... If he, if he watched, I'm going to get him anything. And I know where I'm going to get the money, right out of our grocery budget. I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to say, won't be the first time. It won't be the last. Come on, somebody. And so, so we're going to do that. It's like, but, like, I, listen, I'm trying to say something to you. Like, sometimes we say anything, and we got to mean anything. You see, we're talking about this whole thing 40 years. And we're not just, oh, look at the last 40 years of our church. We're looking forward. And I know that, like, looking forward to 40 years, for some of us, like, it's like, how many of you, you can't imagine 40 years from now? I can't. I'm going to be in heaven. I can't imagine that. I can't. So maybe we can't imagine 40 years. How about, how about four years? How many of y'all got four years? How many got four months? Four weeks? How about you got four days in you? Come on, somebody. 
You see, we got to decide what we're going to do with who we are in Christ. I was, um, I was recently having breakfast uh, with, 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 with Sean back, back here. We were at a very anointed place early in the morning called the Oakmont Bakery. It's where a lot of Jesus' disciples meet. And I'm, we're, having, we're just having breakfast together. And Sean asked great questions. He asked me a question one day. He said, what are the three decisions that you made in your life that had the biggest impact over your life, the most significant ones? I thought to myself, that's a really good question. I never thought of it. So I did what anybody would do. I repeated it four times trying to think of an answer. And then what I did was, and I'm going to be honest, I was, like, I was like, stop. I was like, that's really good. And all of a sudden, God like God prompted my heart, and 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 I, did, I actually didn't know that I did it, but actually looking back now, I said I know I know the first one. I said the first one was when when I when I I came to the realization in marriage that I'm going to lay my life down for this woman and only this woman, and I'm going to love her and lay my life down for her, no matter if she never returns it back, no matter if she ever loves me back, I'm going to do this. That was like one of those moments, you know, like anything God. It's like anything, yeah. But I, I and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not belittling her. I'm just saying this is what I needed to do. I can't change, but I got to change me. The second one was, was and this happened right, uh, right actually before we were married. We said, we're going to be involved in church. The, the, our families are always going to be in church. Like, and actually this church, this is where we go. This is what we do. This is not an option. We're going to be fully invested. And the third one was, is that we're going to be generous. We're going to live generous lives financially. We're going to be givers. Not because we have a lot, but because what we do have, God has access to. There's never going to be an offering that, that, that's taken or we're not participating in. Never going to be a, an opportunity that we're going to miss to give. Now, I, I'm not telling you you need to take mine. But I'm telling you, you've got to decide what you're going to, what you're going to live for. See, I'm not telling you you should have mine. You've got to find yours. But I'm telling you this. If you don't decide what faithfulness looks like in your life, the world's going to tell you what it looks like. I tell parents all the time, if you don't tell your kids what faithfulness and show them what it looks like, the people down the street will do it. Am I right? Or school will do it. Or the TV will do it. Like you've got to decide and you have to model what this is going to look like or else somebody else will determine it for you. I determine I'm going to be a follower of Jesus Christ. That's what I'm going to do. So here's the big idea today. Here's the big idea. You ready? Thank you, Pastor Nate. Are you ready? There we go. Come on. Every person. How many? Every person can become a disciple when you, come on, when you develop these three attributes. Every person can become a disciple when you develop these three things. Here it is. Faithful, able, and teachable. Faithful, able, and teachable. This is the big idea today. I'm telling you, if we can get a hold of faithfulness, able, and teachable, I believe that we can be disciples of Jesus Christ. How many of y'all would like to be a disciple of Jesus Christ out there? Come on. Come on. That's what I'm still going for. Not lowering the standard any which way. So here we go. Come on, here we go. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. 
And the things which you heard from me, and the things that you heard from me among many witnesses, commit these, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Now, here's where we get the concept. This is the foundation of our church. So um, for those of you that would like to be a part, this is what we do. We're looking for faithful people. We're looking for able. We're looking for, we're looking for teachable. But listen, we're looking for, because we want to commit. That means give a, make a deposit in. Like you go to the bank and you make a deposit. We're looking for people to make a deposit in because uh, they're going to be faithful with what God has given them. Listen, and, and, and in this, there's four generations. There's Timothy, there, there's the Apostle Paul to Timothy, Timothy to somebody else, and somebody else to somebody else. Four generations. And I want to let you know, sometimes we get so infatuated with the big meeting, we forget the power of sitting down and having coffee one-on-one. I'm telling you, I've, I've grown more sitting down across the table or in a group, in, in a group, in a small group. I'm telling you, I've grown more there than I have in, in big meetings. I, you get teaching right here. You're getting the Word of God right here. But this is very content-oriented, not what are we going to do oriented. Jesus spent... 73%, 73% of his time, he spent with his small group, the 12. 47 events recorded, Jesus spent with his 12. He spent with a small group, spent with an individual, as opposed to 17 events with every, the big mass. See, we got this big thing in our mind. And what I want to tell you today, if you're sitting here today, you can develop faithful, able, and teachable, and you can pass your life on to somebody else. I believe intrinsically that's what we all desire to do. Am I right or wrong? I believe we, I believe we all want to. I just believe we just don't see that we can. And I'm not talking about you coming up here and teach or you coming up here and trying to be a part of the worship team. Or that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the power of getting together and sharing your lives with one another here. So this is what we're looking for. We're looking for some fat people. We're looking for some fat people. Faithful, able, and teachable. A little while ago, Pastor Nick was praying for me. He was praying a beautiful prayer. God, help him preach today. Help him, help him be good. And then he, said, then he said, and I just pray, I just thank you for a fat man. That's what he said. He said that to me. He said, thank you for a fat man. He says, may he be morbidly obese for the kingdom today. That's what he said to me. He prayed that prayer on me today. Can you believe he did that? And, and, and then I was getting up here in a second. He goes, I just more, just more morbid, obese. Come on, just let him be obese for you, Jesus. Come on. Come on, but I want to be fat. I want to be faithful. I want to be able to pass my life on, and I want to be teachable. That's what I want to do. So faithful means reliable, trustworthy. Reliable and trustworthy. Not the smartest, not the best looking, not the most, not the most gifted. I want to be faithful. This is who we're looking for. This is who Jesus is looking for. There's three faithfulnesses I want to grow in my life. I believe they're found in Luke chapter 16, verse 10. Luke 16, verse 10. If you are faithful with little things, then you're going to be faithful with, with, with large ones. If you're dishonest with little things, you won't be honest with greater ones. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches from heaven? Wow. And if you are not faithful with other people's things, then who should you can't be trusted with things on your own. So there's three trust, there's three things I want to be faithful. I want to be faithful in the little things. I want to be faithful with character. I want to be faithful when nobody's looking. I want to be honest. 
I want to be honest in every, every bit of integrity in my life. I want honesty. I want integrity. I want to have good character. I don't just want to act a certain way when my wife's watching and when she's not watching, act a different way. That's not good character. That's not faithful. Right? Right? Come on. See, but I'm going to be faithful in those little things because this is what God does. God rewards your faithfulness with more responsibility and work. So you can tell when somebody's been faithful because they're getting more. You're getting more and more to do, right? So if you're not getting more and more, then you've got to say, God, help me be faithful in the little. Because I want more responsibility. I want more. And then here, red letters, Jesus' words, if you're untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? These are Jesus' words. How many of y'all think Jesus has good works? He said, if you're untrustworthy with worldly wealth, let me, get, let me interpret that for you. That's called money. Money. And he said, look, and I believe that one of the reasons Jesus' church isn't experiencing true riches because we're not handling worldly wealth real well. Is that what Jesus said or not? No, no, really. I mean, we went to decide. Is this Jesus' words or not Jesus' words? And then I want to be faithful with another man's. See, you'll never get to a place where you're not under authority and responsible with somebody else's. Just this week, this is what happened. I'm going to a conference this week. So I got a text, um, Just I think it was on Friday. I got a text and it said, can you lead a leadership meeting at the conference at 10 o'clock on such and such a day? And Pastor Keith asked you. Now, Pastor Keith is our founding pastor, uh, spiritual father to me. And, and so I had to make a decision. Am I going to throw a hissy fit? Because he didn't ask me and I don't know the details and I don't know what's going to happen there. Or could I ask myself, I'm going to be there anyhow. It's not unbiblical. It's not unethical. It's not illegal. Why wouldn't I do it? And so my answer was, yes. I'll figure out the details later. I didn't give my wife my word. I I was going to be doing something else during that time. I was already there. Are you following me? So my answer is yes, because it's already something I was committed to do, and I could throw a fit that it wasn't done my way, or I don't think, I'll figure out the details later. All I know is if I'm not responsible under authority, I'm never going to be able to be given authority. That's a biblical principle that we live our lives by. See, something happens with this. Somewhere along the way, and I don't know where it was in those three decisions that God helped me make in my life. And I don't know where you are, but something happens in the life of a disciple when we no longer leverage God to get what we want, but we leverage what we have so God can get what he wants. Something in the life of a follower of Jesus changes when we're no longer saying, I'm going to do this so I can have more joy, or I can have more peace, or I can have more of this, or more of that, or I can you know, feel goosebumps on Sunday morning. I don't know what your thing is. But I know this, when I say, no, God, I'm going to leverage everything I have for you. 
And I'm going to use it all. And I'm not going to use Jesus as the means to my end and my fulfillment. I'm going to give Jesus all I have so he can use it so I can find him. See, something changes, church. Something changes on the inside when we get there. So then we have this thing called ability, able. This just simply means that I'm able to pass on. I'm sufficient to pass on. I'm able to learn. I'm able to give it away. This is what we do. We're able to give stuff away. And the power of giving one to another is, is, is this power there. There's power when, when believers and, and followers of Jesus get together and they learn to give of themselves to one another here. That's what we're talking about. That ability to do that. And our, our availability is our best ability. I'm just available to you. Do you know where I learned, the, learned ability? It wasn't preaching on, 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 on Sunday mornings. It was getting up early and meeting with men before work. It was getting up early in the morning, going out and meeting and, and, and just having conversations over breakfast. It was conversations and getting into a group where we could do life together. It was those exchanges of life that helped me, that taught me something. So we have to have the ability to be able just to pass something on. This is what Jesus is looking for. And then third, teachable. Teachable people. Now let me just try to let me just try to blow this all down for you. Simple as I can, simple as I can make teachable. You receive input, you make a change, and you take action. Some of you are waiting for when it's going to get deep this morning. Can you tell me something I don't know? No, I'm just going to remind you of what you do know. No, seriously, I receive input. Direction, challenge, correction, constructive input. And, and it's for my, my good. And so I make a change and then I take action here. That's what I want to do with a humble heart. This is who Jesus is looking for. Now I'm going to give you a list of, of, the, of the men that Jesus chose. Now here's a, here's a list. Impulsive. Temperamental. Easily, oh, you know, we, we got to do better than that. Okay, here, here we go. Every time I say one of these adjectives, if it describes you, I want you to raise your hand. <laughs> and we're going to see who Jesus is going to choose in the room today. Okay, here we go. Impulsive. <laughs> Temperamental. How many of y'all just going to leave your hand up? Come on, somebody. <laughs> there we go. Come on, somebody. That's right. Easily offended. Come on. Where's the easily offended? Come on. Come on, all the prejudices of their environment. Everybody's like, oh, no. <laughs> no, we're not here to be politically correct. We're here to get right with God. Come on, somebody. Yeah, yeah, here we go. I'm awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Limited abilities. Slow to comprehend spiritual things. Ignorant and unlearned, according to the world's standards. <laughs> yeah. But listen, listen. But they were teachable. They had big hearts. They were teachable. 
they were able to receive input. They were able to make a change. They were able to put it into practice. This is what we get points for. This is saying, I don't want to use God to get what I want. This is God, you can use me to get what you want. I'm teachable. I'm going to remain teachable. I'm going to remain humble. You know, the problem is, is we come to church so often, and we are totally, totally content driven. I have people that come to me, and they'll say, Pastor, what kind of content are you releasing? I don't know, I got some of Jesus' content. I got some of the Apostle Paul's content. I got some of Malachi's content. I got some of Amos's content. I got some of Ezra's content. I got this all. This is the content. Are you with me? Yeah. Now people see, see, in our world now, we're fixated on more information. We're, we're fixated on, i got to have the right information. Why don't we get fixated on, we're going to do something with this. No, listen, when you, go, when you go have lunch today, and there's a lot of you that are going to be staying afterwards today, you're going to be going through next steps with me, and you're going to take your next step with God today. In Jesus' name, Pastor Nick just said. And I'm, we're going to get to that in just a little bit. But listen, we're, we're going to do this. We're going to put this into practice. Like, like that's, that's the, what we get points for. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something with this. I, didn't, I don't think Jesus came to earth, lived a sinless life, died the most gruesome, horrible death, buried, rose again, so we could have a good discussion. I don't think he did it for that. Good discuss, discussions are good. But in groups, and, and, and my wife and I were leading a group right here in White Oak, on Monday nights, at the end of every group, it's like, what are we going to do? Like, this is what groups do. Your group ends with, what are we going to do? Because if we're not going to do something, what are we mean? I don't need another meeting. I, listen, I want to put it into practice. I want to see Jesus glorified. How about you? I want to be teachable at the end of the day. Are you with me? I want to please him. So we're, we're, we got to be faithful, able, to exchange, able to pass it on, and teachable. That's who God's looking for. I believe I'm in a room full of fat people. <laughs> Come on, aren't you? Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking about you. That's the first time you were able to say that to them. Come on. No, I'm serious. I believe you're it. I believe God knows what he's doing. He takes imperfect people, and he says, listen, if you'll just put it into practice and follow me, you can do this deal. Come on. Are you with me? That's what we're going to do. Okay, three illustrations. Three illustrations. They're not mine. They're the Apostle Paul's. I can't think up this stuff. So I'm just going to use the Apostle Paul because I think he has really cool stuff. Okay? So I'm just going to use his illustrations. He gave three illustrations. He says, hey, Timothy, you want to do this? This is the first one, a soldier. This is what you got to be. you got to be a soldier. You must endure hardship. Not an option. You're going to endure hardship. Okay? Uh, and no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. This is it. We must endure. And we get focused on what do we have to endure? What do I got to give up? What do I got to do this? No, 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 no. 
How about the soldier wants to please he who enlisted him? How about this? I just want to be radically dedicated and in love with Jesus. Thank you. That's what I got. That's what I signed up for. I did not sign up for the prune juice revival. Come on. I signed up because I love Jesus and I, I want to please him and I just want to know him. I signed up. It's joy in all these things. I want to please him. I'm radically in love with Jesus and whatever he asked me, he got my best in mind. I'm not here to please Pastor Nick. I'm here to please Jesus. I submit to Pastor Nick. I submit to authority because I want to be entrusted with my own, but I'm pleasing Jesus. Do you know why some of you are so afraid? Why some of us get so afraid of, of that somebody's going to take advantage of us? Because you're doing it for man, not God. Because when you do it for Jesus, nobody can take advantage of you. Do you think Jesus is going to take advantage of you? No. I'm doing it for Jesus. I'm going to please Him. I'm radically in love with Him. My aim is to please Him. And a soldier, let me just throw this out here, a soldier is, works in community. A soldier works with other people. We think soldiers, oh, individual. No, we do things in community. So my faithfulness is to please God. My faithfulness is to be trained. My faithfulness is to do those things. Yesterday, there were a bunch of soldiers at, at Bridge City Church North Braddock campus. It was the Women's Overflow Conference. Where's all my ladies out there? Come on, you should be happy you were there. Come on. They were being trained up. I mean, I was a little envious. They're talking about demolition and rebuilding and the house. I'm like, I'm like where do they get these topics from? It's like not your typical you know, ladies' conference stuff. They're serious. They're serious. And, 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 and they were getting trained up and equipped. And all you ladies that went, way to go. And all you guys that came and served and you were willing to give up, you know, a little bit of your time and say, I just want to please God and I want to way to go. You should be happier than that. You see, I'm just going to please him. Way to go. And there was a lot of ladies in this campus, right now in this room, that you helped make it happen. Uh, there, there's a whole, whole bunch of you. I mean, I mean there's, there's Rudy and Ashley and, and Sarah, and I know there's a whole bunch of others behind the scenes who were taking pictures. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking. Jess, right there. You amalgamated into your husband there. I'm like, where'd she go? I don't know what happened. She just like, you became one. I just looked at him and I saw you one. Yeah. And, and Natalie, great job in leading. I, 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 awesome. There's a lots of ladies that made it happen. I'm just, I'm just mentioning a few. But come on, we're going to please God. It, it wasn't just an event. It was like, it was that shot in the arms because you, you're, you're going to need this. You know why you're here today? Because you're going to need this. Some, at some moment this week, you're going to be glad you, you went to church today. You're going to say, wow, I'm glad. See, that's what it does. It produces something. Are you there? Are you, see, that's, that, that's training, hardship, community, training, 
And there's joy and sacrifice and serving. Joy. Okay, athlete. Let's look at another example of faithful, able. And the athlete. And if anybody competes in athletics, he's not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Here we go. You've got to go according to the rules. You with me? There's a standard. We've got a standard. This is what followers of Jesus do. They love a standard, and they love discipline. You see... See, when you mature, you realize the standard's the standard. Do you know who loves to change the rules? Little kids. Have you ever played Candyland with a little kid? The rules are constantly changing. Do you ever play shoots and ladders with them? Oh, no, no, no. I do the ladders. You do the shoots. I mean, it's like, am I right? No, no, no. That's not how we play. They're changing the rules all the time. We were with um, our niece and nephew. Uh, they're six-year-old, six-year-olds, and um, we were we were camping overnight, and we were of course running around playing, and uh, and so there was a certain tree that you know you got to get to this tree, and that was like base or safe or whatever deal, and so we were running, and I got to the tree first because I'm bigger. And I got to the tree, and then they came up and they go. That's not the right tree. <laughs> just trees over here. <laughs> Little kids change the rules. You know what we're doing in Jesus' church? You can tell there's not maturity because everybody likes changing the rules. I'm going to change the rules to please me. I'm going to change the rules to fit my situation. I'm going to change the rules. I know, I know that's the standard but this is the rules for me. I get to do this because I'm changing the rules. Are you tracking me? See, God's looking for faithful, able, and trainable, those who are willing to be disciplined here. Come on. And then there's the farmer, the hardworking farmer. The hardworking farmer. Hardworking farmer. First to partake of the crops. Okay, here's another illustration of faithful. Personally, I don't see anything cool or like sexy about being a farmer. Just saying. I know. There was a few ladies in the first service that were like, well, I'd like to take that by. I like to. <laughs> I could see it from up here. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell next week there's going to be a bunch of guys in farmer jeans. <laughs> Say, where'd you get this? My wife bought them for me. That's what she says. Like, um, why are you wearing them? I don't know. I feel foolish, but she likes it, so I'm just going to wear these things. <laughs> I, okay, I'm moving on. Okay, come on. <laughs> okay, it's tedious work. Am I right? It's day-by-day work. It's tedious. It's boring. You've got to shovel stuff. But you know what I think of? I think of mundane. Mundane work. Listen to me. I think sometimes... 
we forget that God calls us sometimes to mundane work. Sometimes there's chores to be done. Got to do chores. Natalie and I have been married. It will be, be 33 years and two weeks from now. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, do you know what makes our marriage so spectacular? Listen to me. Is a lot of mundane work. Being faithful day in and day out. Working together, tedious, mundane. But that's what makes it so spectacular. Do you know what parenting's made up of? A lot of mundane work. But what makes it so spectacular is the mundane work. Track Sometimes we're looking for the emotional. We're looking for the hype. We're looking for the excitement. We're looking that I want to use Jesus so I can feel good about myself again. You know what Jesus is looking for? Some mundane workers. The day in and day out will simply do things for him and be faithful day in, day out. That's what I believe he's looking for. And if we're going to be faithful, able, teachable, we're not in love with the cool and the wild and the all that. We just want to be faithful before God. And I'm willing to leverage everything about my life for Him. I'm willing to leverage it all. And when I say, God, you can have access to anything, you can have it. That's what I'm going to be about. Working, faithful, day in and day out. Something happens in the life of a follower when we no longer do it out of obligation, but out of anticipation. Do you know why I came here today? I didn't come here today to fulfill an obligation. I came here today out of anticipation of what God's going to do. And those that are staying after today, and you're going to stay after, and we're going to, we're going to have a little chat about, about you know, discovering your gift and seeing how you can make a difference in the world. I'm, I'm telling you, we've all been created for the same reason. We all want to make a difference. Don't we? At the end of the day, I want to leave a legacy. I want to make a difference. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be able. I'm going to do it day in and day out. And, and I said earlier, I said, I don't get up in the morning early, early, early out of obligation. I do it out of anticipation. But you know what? And Pastor Nick and I were talking in between. I said, do you know why sometimes I stay out late with younger guys and eat wings? Because to be honest, I don't want to stay out late. Nothing good happens after 9 o'clock. 
unless you're with a group of guys from church that are eating wings. No, listen to me. I don't do that out of obligation. I do it out of anticipation of what might happen when we're together. That's something out of character for me. But I'm willing to do it because I'm, I want to die to what I want, and I want to please God. I want to be in the right place at the right time. Right. I'm not just going to do the things I like. I'm going to be do the things that are faithful, able, and teachable. Are you with me now? This is what it means here. But here it is. Here it is. Let me conclude with this verse here. We got to, we got to get into the right concept of what we're going to leverage our lives for, for the next 40 years, the next four years, the next four months, the next four weeks, the next four days, the next four hours. We got to decide what we're going to leverage for. And let me give you this. It's in the book of Revelation. The last chapter in the book of Revelation. Listen to me. If you know what the book of Revelation does, it makes all the tedious the sacrifice, the selfless, and the serving, it makes sense. Check this out in Revelation 22 here. Check this out. Look, these are red letters. These are Jesus' words. Look, I am coming soon, bringing a reward. I don't know about you, but Jesus is bringing a reward. I want some. I mean, what has to be your concept of God not to want his reward? Yeah, and I'm going to repay all people according to their deeds. See, I'm going to leverage my money. I'm going to leverage my time. I'm going to leverage my marriage. I'm going to leverage my parenting. I'm going to leverage my gifting. I'm going to leverage everything for the day that Jesus comes back. It puts it in perspective. See, we got to stop using Jesus to get what we want. Say, Jesus, I'm here for what you want. Anything. And so he says, I'm the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, beginning and the end. Come on, let me read it to you in a, in a different translation, in a message. Oh, man, come on. Jesus says, yes, I'm on my way. Jesus says, yes, I'm on my way. I'll be there soon. I'm bringing payroll with me. How many of y'all like payday? Some of you don't like payday. I don't like. Come on, everybody's happier on payday. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And he said, I'm bringing it. He says, I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay all people in full for their life's work. There's a day that I'm going to stand before God. That's what my faithfulness is for. That's what my ability of sharing my life is for. That's what my teachability is for. That's what my soldiering and my, and my, my athletic dis discipline and training and, and, and the hardworking former piece is all about. Would you stand to your feet with me right now? Come on, see, this, this puts it in here. And I'm A to Z, the first and the final, beginning and the conclusion. Come on. Can you see the day that we stand before him? Or that, that, that if he comes back before we die and go see him? Come on, that's what I want to live for. How about you? I don't know where you are with Jesus today. If there's anything I said to you today about faithful, able, or teachable, and you're saying in your heart, I'd like more of that. I know God, God put his finger on my heart today, and I would like that more of that. I just want you simply just to raise your hands right where you are. I'm going to pray for you. Anybody here, you say, you know what? I want more of that faithful, able, teachable thing. Just anything at all. I'm just going to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray over every hand that's raised right now. 
God, that you would help us be more faithful with what you've given us, Lord. Give me eyes to see the day I stand before God. Give me a heart to understand it. Give me eyes to see it, Father. Lord God, I pray for every hand that's up that you're going to help us this week in our small groups. And Lord God, in my, in my daily walk with you, help me, Father, be faithful, able, and teachable in Jesus' name. Now you can lower your hands. The last thing I want to do is this, and, and before Pastor Nick comes up, is this. Jesus stated, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody gets to the Father except through me. There's only one way to heaven. There's only one way to get a reward. And that's what Jesus Christ has done. Not my goodness, not my worthiness, not how good I can be or my gifting. It's not about me. It's all about Jesus. That's how we begin a relationship. And I don't know about you, but if you don't have a day, a moment, or a time where Jesus, where you don't have a day where he became the only way, I want today to be your day. I want your day to say, you know what? I want to know that I know that Jesus Christ is the only way for me. I want Jesus Christ to come into my heart, be a part of my, be, be the everything in my life, the forgiver of my past, and then leads me into my future. I want him to be every part of my life. Now, if that's you right now, right now, palms sweaty, hearts beating, you're, you, you're like, you know you've been created for this moment. And if that's you right now where you are, I want you to do something really bold. You're saying, hey, I want to know, I want to know this, God. I want to, I want to know this. Just slip up your hand right where you are. Just slip up your hand. Just say, Pastor, that's me today. Come on, that's me today. Anybody at all in the house today saying, I need a relationship with Jesus Christ. Anybody at all want to invite Jesus to be your only, only way to heaven today. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person here, Lord. I ask you, God, in Jesus' name, Lord God, that next week, Lord God, there's going to be a flood of hands up. Let everything we do at Bridge City Church, God, please and honor you in a big way. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hey, you guys are great. Have a seat. Pastor Nick's going to come up and close us up. Thanks for being so great.